Ah, welcome, dreamer. Call me Tharazir. You and I are friends, although you never remember me at first. No matter, I, I, I never take offense at your condition. Your purpose rises above such disability, and I, I greatly hope to be by your side as you take your place among so many winding thoughts and ideas, tying them together into hopefully something new. For now, why don't you take the hem of my cloak and follow me this way? We have, well, many things to observe together until the end, when it all changes. Hello? What time is it? Who is it? Um, I don't know. I... Situation. Green. The Forgotten. Sorry, honey. I have to take this. Tiberius, you and the young lady have just emerged through the open windowless hole in the side of the building onto this floor. So it looks like there might be some junk there and a place where I can stash this girl away over here. I'm gonna find like just a place that is like out of view, out of sight, in the dark here and walk her over, sit her down, say to her, don't leave here until I come back. You got that? You understand? Okay, okay, okay. Down- Chris, is there a, mm-hmm. well, sorry to interrupt. Is Paris able to see them at all from where he's, or is he, I'm totally- You you do not have 360 vision. So you're just staring at the horrific scene in front of you as Paris, or I'm sorry, as Prentice seems to be faltering. And you are silently rooting for him and Fabian to get him through this so he can continue what he's doing and hopefully effectively banish this thing. That's your greatest hope right now. So you're you're not noticing them at all over there. You're not even facing that direction. After I do that, is this a pipe over here that I can like? So good question. Th- those actually are unfinished and sometimes taped and floated okay. walls. Some of them are shoulder height. Some of them go all the way to the ceiling. It's, and again, some of them are just frames so you can see straight through them. I'm gonna try to find one that's like shoulder height and just kind of get behind it and then look over to see what's going on. Right. Now, as you entered this and you made sure that the young bartender was secured behind one of the large concrete circular pylons and some other materials, you knew what you were seeing at the other end of the, of the unfinished floor. 
because there's there's no mistaking that strobing effect, that thin electric crackling sound. And although you can see many silhouettes of your fellow agents and those remaining of cell F, well, you know one of those silhouettes far down the room is that of the thing, the entity. It doesn't look like everyone's dead, so that fills you with some relief, and you can hear on your comm Fabian coaxing and calming Prentice as Prentice soon dives in to what sounds like strange intonations and chanting. I'm just gonna hunker down here. Looks like things might be under control. I'm just gonna hang out and hold, you know, and, and hold. You also have within your vision the young woman. She is holding her ears. She's in a seated position, leaning against concrete pile. That's a perfect position for her to be in. Go ahead and intone again, Eric, if you wouldn't mind. Fang, giz, un, drunks, gal, pa, gong, fang, er, graf, graf, mals. You continue and continue. The crackling begins to become less sharp, and you feel for a moment your heart rise in your chest because something is happening. The strobing, while still bright, becomes less violent as well. You feel this phenomenon softening somehow. Francis turns to you and she nods, her eyes wide, as you continue to intone and intone again. Okay, I need you to roll a ritual roll. Eric of jealousy could kill. In just in just a moment. So never done. Yeah, it's it's but it's on your character sheet. So just have it ready. I'm gonna have you roll it in a moment. I thought that was you roll it in a moment, so just be ready. I need in the meantime, Ryan and Paris to roll alertness checks. Ryan failed 84 out of target 44. Mm-hmm. I'm so transfixed with my jealousy. Uh, I rolled a critical failure, 66 nice. out of 53. All you go. hear is the keening fart of <laughs> Prentice's panic fart. I rolled a 27 for Fabian. Oh, damn. Fabian, his hand firmly on your shoulder, Prentice, getting you through this, bolstering you through, facing down what you know could tear you apart at any moment. Fabian glances back again at his laptops, very concerned with everything going on. You see Paris, his eyes go wide. He looks directly at you, Paris, and his eyes dart towards the laptop, from you to the laptop, from you to the laptop. So he's, he's glancing at me in the back of the laptop back and forth real quick. Paris stealthily starts creeping back towards the laptops as quietly as stealth as he can. I'll actually roll your stealth for you. So you begin slowly walking back, trying your best to crane your neck and see what Fabian is obviously trying to get you to see. Ryan, you are watching Paris do this now. Paris is now moving away from his very nice cover of this cargo elevator shaft the middle of this this uh, unfinished floor towards the well-lit laptop cluster. Ryan's going to say, Paris, just hurry up, get over there, tell me what you see. You're speaking through your comps, got it. And then I'm going to leer at Fabian. Fabian is not really looking at you right now. He's looking back towards the laptop and Paris, and then he's bringing his attention back to what's in front of him. <laughs> Did his accuracy fall? <laughs> like accuracy, like... It's a reference. Oh. 
the move the move Leer in Pokemon makes the other. I was Pokemon I was fighting back I've saying seen, that. I've never played Pokemon so much. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, that's a deep cut. <laughs> Fucking po- Poke dorks. All right, so um, Paris, the, the it doesn't take you running a Delta Green campaign. Hey, I don't know if Pokemon and Delta Green are on the same nerdy tier level. Uh, their whole oh, whole I this matchup is gonna happen. Pokemon is far more mainstream. You're correct. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, dude. There's nothing more Lovecraftian than tiny little creatures in a pillbox. It's actually true. If they didn't, if the art wasn't making them cute, that would be terrifying. That's right. Copyright. Uh, copyright. We were copywriting that, right? We just did that. T- TM, by the way, everybody. Yep, that's how that works. Paris, as you sort of monkey walk quietly, as quietly as you can towards the laptop cluster, you you can see what Fabian was trying to get your attention about because even before you get all the way over there you can see that there is another tactical group moving up some part of the building up some stairs it looks like they look like SWAT or maybe maybe feds maybe HRT you quicken your pace a bit to see which stairwell that might be the feed is marked conference suites and they are coming up fast a stairwell it looks like there's a group of eight of them decked out all carrying assault rifles they all have night vision would prentice's knowledge of the blueprints from when we started the day do you mean paris at all here do you mean paris you mean paris yes i did i did mean paris like it might orient where exactly they are it might so from what paris can see they're heading towards the am i able to determine which stairwell they're coming up it's the one the feed is marked conference suites you're not sure which one that is am i able to determine what i guess how what floor they might be on or how close they might be there's no indication on the feed. All you see is the words conference suites. Okay. Paris, what do you see? I, I whisper over the cons. We have another tactical squad coming in. Eight people, fully armed. We need to hurry. We've got more coming up the stairs. Just, just stay away from the stairwells so they don't see us. I, I think they're heading to the, uh, to the actual ballroom floor, so they should go past us, but don't give them a reason to stop. So everybody, be quiet. Roll a military science. Yeah. Military science, military science. Hey, success. 23 out of 60. If these if these tack guys are coming up to this floor for some reason, you guys are in a bad spot. Your best bet is to try to prepare if they are going to burst through the doors of one of these stairwells for some reason. But they should be heading towards uh, the top the top floor. They should be heading to the ballroom would make sense. Why does that make sense? Well, I mean, that's where all the action happened, right? That's where all the, the shit went down. Yeah, why would they come into some innocuous storage area? Yeah, uh, unless probably because they they're in on the a greater plot, a greater plot at play. Okay, so Paris then says, "I don't know why they they come out of the floor, but just in case, Tiberius, you should get away from that stairwell, and we need to reposition ourselves." He does. You don't know where the fuck Tiberius is, dude. I didn't see him come in. Nobody saw Tiberius come in. It's dark over there. And he hasn't said Absolutely. jack shit to anybody. Yeah, he's being a bad guy. Remember, remember when you asked me that? And I said, dude, you're you're focused on Prentice and the creature. Yeah, uh, Tiberius loudly yeah, runs into the ritual and goes, hey guys, what's sure. up? <laughs> he's in the dark behind a wall. Well, hi guys. Yeah, he's. I was ex- I was actually like half expecting you to do that, or like I thought the lady was gonna start screaming or something. And she's in the dark a, behind a whole awesome. bunch of materials. You don't see either of them right now. All it's right. like well, a barn I'm, owl right now. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I, I don't know if there's anything we can do. I mean, um, you know, Ryan is going can't... to look over to maybe Fabian and say, Fabian, whisper into 
apprentice's ear, do whatever you have to say, do, say whatever you have to say to get him to give more of himself to this. We've got to get this creature under control now. He doesn't say anything into the comms, but he turns slightly in your direction, Ryan, and nods. You're doing great, Prentice. Keep going. It's calming down. Prentice, at this time, please roll your ritual roll. Our, rit- our ritual rolls out of 100 as well? It is a D100 that you roll, but it's not out of 100. It depends on your sanity, your current sanity. And so the more insane you get, the chances of you pulling off a hypergeometric ritual are actually higher. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So he had a pretty good chance. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> and yet? I'm a wizard now because I've lost my marbles. Prentice, you keep intoning this. These two phrases, and the lights start to stop. The silhouette, the shadow, it begins to fade. You hear the thing speak. Oh, oh, I see. It was always there. You keep repeating and repeating as the phenomenon begins to fade away. All right, Paris, Ryan, what are you going to do? Has it has it completely faded away? It has not. What are you going to do? Oh, I'm, I'm not going to... Paris is not going to move until this thing's gone. <laughs> okay. You're going to stay You're gonna wanna, stay where you are near something. the laptops, correct? Yeah, yeah. Right? I don't want to trip this thing and... Ryan is going to move back towards the windows behind him. Okay. And look down to see if he can see people. For example, like, basically, if he was going to flee out this window on this scaffolding, is down below something that would be, like, police cars. There's plate glass or is there on these nothing down on below? these windows, but this is very high up still. You would die if you jumped off of the scaffolding. I could not. Couldn't I climb down the scaffolding? Yeah, you could give it. You is? could try. You could try. R- what I'm asking is like, if I climb down the scaffolding and therefore I'm outside the window, are there like police cars right here? If you is there nothing around? If you broke through the plate glass and climbed five stories or four or five stories down the scaffolding, which is it's not a ladder. It's it's just, you know, hastily welded bars, right? Uh-huh. You hastily would, depends on the company. You would end up in a lawn adjoining a large parking lot. Okay. Is plate glass shoot through in shatterable? You, there's just one way to find out. I guess I could Google plate glass. Yeah, you can pull out your phone and Google that while this is being uh, ritually banished. I didn't know. If the, no, no, that's all my... And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand by. It's going to be there. Seeing if this is a potential. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I just want to make sure you're you're aware of all the physical attributes of what you you're considering. You said plate glass instead of plat glass. I don't know what plate is that. Like a special kind of glass. It's a very, it's a, it's a very thick tap. glass. It's a very thick glass. Three you're C's. A very thick glass. Mm-hmm. I am. Chris. Tiberius, please roll your alertness. Did you say mm, I am? Yep. And I I succeeded. Thirty out of forty-two. You hear what sounds like something echoing from the fire stairs right beside you. For a moment, you thought you heard like some shoes scuffing and maybe like a maybe a radio static for a second, but you hear nothing now. Okay. Um. There's an elevator to the left here, right? You look around across this very large open floor. You see that next to where Prentice, the entity, Francis and Fabian are standing, there's a large cargo elevator in a large shaft there. And we start calling it the Prentity. If it, if they become one, which might happen, so. 
Let's just wait for the, <laughs> yeah, let's wait for that event. Do I see the regular elevator? No, you do not but from I this angle. But I passed my alertness. Heard something from the stairwell right next to you. That's probably bad that something is coming up that stairwell. Everyone is here who I know should be here. So I'm gonna- Do you say anything on your comms? Uh, oh yes, uh, I, 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 uh, okay. I radio, a radio. Y'all, uh, I'm over here uh, at the east stairwell and uh there's there's seems like there's there's boots coming up so paris this changes things immediately in your head things snap into place you realize that they're coming up the eastern stairwell that's what you see on the feed or saw on the feed tiberius are you, are you down here are you on this floor with us yes I'm, tr I'm trying not to you know get exploded jesus fuck okay that's gonna be yeah the tactical squad's coming up the east stairwell we need to move towards the west stairwell Ta tactical squad <laughs> um uh Chris, is there is there like a, a door here or anything? There is a door, yes. Is it wh which way does it which way does Walk it open? Up. Can I? Sh it opens into the stairwell. Okay, so that's bad. It's a very heavy fire door, like a steel you a steel cross door. Is there any way for me to lock it or latch it? No, none that you see from this side. Okay. Once Ryan hears this mm -hmm. specifically, mm -hmm. he's gonna move slowly and cautiously back towards Fabian and Prentice and say in his comms, Fabian, try to move Prentice a little bit. We need to move west. See if, as he moves closer, if the creature will move with it. Fabian starts guiding you forward slowly, Same Prentice. You, Prentice. Back away. It's closer to the thing that is fading from your vision as your intonations get more and more powerful. At least you feel like they're more powerful. You can feel the vowels you can feel the words in your chest as you speak them. Now we're going to start combat. Hey Chris. Yep. I'm gonna f I'm gonna fuck you up. Chris, I haven't. <laughs> you haven't even given my chance to roll my uh, make Home Alone booby traps. Uh, did you bring true. your mic machine? That's true. Did you? Are there cans of paint and string nearby? <laughs> I mean, we're in a construction area. Hello. <laughs> Tiberius, as you look from side to side, trying to figure out maybe a way to put something in front of this this heavy fire exit door, it flies open. A huge amount of black smoke begins sprouting up to your left, to your right. I go prone. You hear something rolling across the floor. You hear hissing, and then you hear, dead, dead, dead. you hear gunshots. Now, I, I, I would try to go prone immediately as soon as I hear a door getting smashed open from that stairwell. Sounds good. Ryan, facing toward that direction, you hear and see the door explode open. Black smoke begin billowing forth. More and more sprouts of black smoke appear as if by magic nearby, obscuring the whole corner of the building. Within seconds, you hear someone yell. Muzzle flashes begin appearing in your vision from that direction. What would you like to do? I am going to run west, straight line. So the little towards the creature? Pokemon. Yep. All right. Not like... Giving it as much of a berth as is reasonable. Actually, oh, I forgot we've got a map. Um, kind of just south of where all the characters are. Do you go around the cargo elevator or do you plow through Fabian, Prentice, and Francis? I go between, I plow. So I go between Prentice <laughs> and, the, and the cargo elevator and then on a path back behind okay. the before you commit, the trio Before you commit to that things. direction, I, you know, this is theory of the mind a little bit. You will have to push past Prentice and Fabian. You will have to push them oh, physically. Oh, there isn't like a ton of- I just, I want to make that clear. So you will literally okay. plow. 
No, no, no. Or you could go uh, south I'll go, I'll go past around. the front of the cargo elevator and yeah. try to get the fuck yeah, out yeah, of Dodge. Yeah. You start sprinting as fast as you can away from what you saw was muzzle fire. You hear. Paris, you look up and you can hear suppressed weapons, suppressed weapon fire. Chunks of concrete begin to sputter upwards as bullets slam into the floor next to you in the column that you're nearest. Eric, you should totally use the Pokemon. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's to be Pokemon master, to be number one. To be number one. To be the, to be very, the very best. best. The best there ever like was. Like no one else ever was. And, and someone, some other Pokemon trainer has sent out six goons at you. <laughs> as they rocketed into the room. <laughs> the other door explodes open. Wait, what? The other door explodes open on the western side. Black smoke begins billowing out of that door as well, and muzzle flashes appear as suppressed fire fills the air. I assume Ryan does not have time to react. You, your turn's over. My initiative. Your turn's over. Okay, so see, I'm checking. I don't need. The, I don't need the snark. <laughs> it's not snark. That's just facts. <laughs> so there's four guys in each wing, or you didn't add the eight from the there's west. Six wing. guys on one side. Oh, we're in turns now. Like actual. Dang. Okay. Yeah. Prentice, Fabian is going to, with all of his strength, push you down to the ground. It's up to you whether or not you allow him to do so or not. Yes. As you see smoke billowing in front of you and suppressed muzzle flashes in front of you. Prentice will uh, comply. Fabian, with a strength that you never expected, knocks all the air out of you by shoulder checking into your body. You stumble and fall to the floor. You look up just in time to see him draw a pistol out from his jacket. You see him screaming or yelling as the air is filled with the sounds of gunfire, mostly suppressed. Every once in a while, his face is lit up in this brief moment, Prentice, as you look up and watch him walk past you towards the black smoke that you aren't facing anymore. The pain of slamming into the ground is nothing because you're still intoning. You're still chanting, Francis, get out of the way, get out of the way. You watch as he fires his gun again and again and walks past you. Need a roll for him. He just randomly fires it into the smoke. You're running, you don't see. All right, Prentice, I've described Fabian's turn from your point of view. What would you like to do? So Prentice is going to continue his intonation of this ritual while crawling his way down towards where Ryan is, essentially. Got it. You make it as you crawl. There's concrete spraying all around you to one side of the large cargo elevator shaft. You see Ryan sprinting away from you in a southerly direction. He has no idea you're back there. Tiberius, you're starting to cough and choke. You feel something hit you in the ribs hard, nearly knocks all the wind out of you. Can't see. All you can hear is the deep and all-encompassing rumble of suppressed gunfire and men yelling. You're in chaos. This is because I took the bird tie off, wasn't it? it you definitely don't have any protection against Dang. I really fucked bullets up. now. Uh, so. I'm gonna go prone yeah. and just put my hands over my head and just go prone. Paris, you're surrounded and in some sort of crossfire in near darkness as smoke starts to billow out from these two fire exits. Muzzle flashes light up these clouds like flashes of lightning within. I've got bullets literally just bouncing off the concrete right right around me where I'm sitting. 
Absolutely. Chips and flecks spatter against your pants and shoes. Well, I think the first thing he's going to do is try to find find better cover. So I'm going to look. Paris is going to look around. Are there any better spots within? You know? Nearly everything around you is better cover than being in in nothing. So yeah, you you can choose anything you want around you. Oh, I'm in nothing. I got gotcha. you. You were gotcha. looking at some laptops and stand standing okay, gonna, in the middle of the floor. So I'm going to try to move west, and then I'm also going to try to like take cover as Perfect. well at the same time. Perfect. You move as quickly as you can and crouch down behind an unfinished wall that's coming up to shoulder height. Now, it's not concrete, it's not metal, it's drywall. So if these guys are using wheel rounds, which it sounds like they are, this isn't gonna be the greatest of cover, but at least they can't see you, you hope. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? So what Paris knows is he saw eight people on camera. He doesn't know there's people to the west of him. So he's probably going to assume there's there's eight eight basically tactical soldiers. Let, let me let me describe it again. Right. There are two fire exits with billowing smoke and muzzle flashes from suppressed fire. You see both of those exits. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. So I, know, I now know there's so I know there's people. You know there's two groups. You just don't know how many. Correct. The math the math that I'm doing here is I imagine Paris is doing. He's like, can he possibly fight back against these guys? And I don't. I, I, it doesn't make sense to me that he would at this point. We're gonna do with a pistol and versus like a full squad of tactical. Uh, John Wick, got, have you met him? And they've got us surrounded. Yeah, I think I think he's just gonna look south, maybe see if there's a way. He's gonna just look look as if, they, if he can see a way that he might be able to flee in a southern direction. They're both okay. Just, so you don't want to use this cover and crouch behind it. You want to just run south. Is that correct? No, no, no. I am gonna die behind this cover, and then I'm gonna while I'm behind this cover, I'm gonna look south and see if I can like map out a, a, a better place for me to get to. Does that make sense? You could try to so go... I'm just going to run blindly. John, you could... I'm not going to run blindly south, yeah. You could try to go between the, the columns and hope you don't get hit by a bullet. I mean, that's that's your option. All right, he's going to run south then. Do his best to hide while he does it. Okay, so you're not going to take cover? No, he's going to go south. And okay, you start you start to, sprinting yeah. just, like, just like Ryan, trying your best to stay behind the multitude of pylons, concrete pylons that dot the floor. You hear Francis on your comms somehow as all of your adrenaline kicks into high gear. Voice comes through almost impossibly because of the sound of gunfire and ricochets from all around. No, it's okay, it's okay, please. No, no, please no. You hear her say. Ryan, are you continuing your sprint? No, I am going to press the down button on the cargo elevator. If it doesn't light up, then tell me. Otherwise, I will continue to narrate if it lights up. Yeah, there's a hanging control. It's not really a, a lit, it, it's not set up. It's it's fairly bare bones, but there's an up button and a down button. Both are red, like big, fat, red. plastic oh. red. So you can you can hit that I guess, down button. To me, I'm, I'm, I, I'm gonna hit the down button. Mm -hmm. In theory, like I would, if it lights up or something, that would indicate that cool, the power to this hasn't been cut and it's gonna mm -hmm. move. There's no, there's no light, but when you hit the down, the large hard plastic down button, the doors to the cargo elevator begin to slowly roll open. All right, that's your turn. Um, great, I am that's your turn. gonna go into the elevator. That's your turn. Okay. Takes a, takes a well, while for those doors on. to open. Hold on. While they're opening, I'm gonna like crouch in the little elevator door nook. You know, like the six inches of metal between of a recess. Sure, sure. You hug the elevator shaft as the doors begin rolling open. Honestly, I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> All right. 
And then Chris mm -hmm. Chris rolls. <laughs> I should mention, since we're now in the second round, Ryan, this might change what you want to do. All of the suppressing fire for you to act normally, you do need to spend a sanity to do so. Otherwise, you just need to hunker down and cower on the ground. Is me not cowering against the elevator doing that? You stopping like your you okay? You stopping your sprint mid stride, turning around to search for a switch box that you didn't know existed until now, finding it, grabbing it in your hands, and pressing the buttons. That takes a calm, singular focus of mind that only somebody who's been sure, trained sure, under sure, combat sure. operations would be able to do without losing sanity. So, if you want to do that, no problem. You just gotta you gotta burn a sanity to do it. I I burn. Do I like roll sanity or I just you say just that burn a sanity. That. It's it's one sanity cost to act under suppressive fire. Okay. Chris, the only one of you who doesn't have this issue so is Paris. Paris is a nerd to violence, and so he doesn't have to do this. The gunfire continues, mostly from the western side. It seems to abate a bit from the eastern side. This is not something that really registers in anyone's mind except for Paris. You hear screams. Men who were once yelling, down, 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 onto the floor, get on the floor. You start to hear them screaming screaming in pain and horror. You hear Frances cease her cooing and her coaxing. You hear her grunt, what sounds like pain. And you hear Fabian saying, Francis, get on the ground, get on the ground. His voice is punctuated by the handgun he continually fires. Prentice, as you're crawling away, you can see that Fabian has knocked Francis aside. His silhouette is framed by huge electrical arcs and strobes. Shadows are playing across that side of the, of the room, playing against the billowing smoke pouring out of the fire exit stairwell. You watch as Fabian's form disappears into the smoke. What would you like to do? Prentice is gonna check the watch and continue the ritual. Sit crisscross applesauce with his back against the- Where are your eyes facing now? That you've seen, you, you watched Fabian do this as you finally crawled behind this corner. Where are your eyes facing now as you continue repeating these intonations? Probably at the column ahead of him. Got it. The crackling gets louder and louder. You hear men behind you screaming in utter pain. Tiberius, all of the suppressive fire from around you begins to slowly peter off and you hear one of the men who must be standing right over your prostrate form say, Marconi would, would like to do a quip, but I think Tiberius is just pants shitting himself right now that he's just gonna hang out down there and hope for the best. Sounds good. Paris, do you continue your su southerly sprint as bullets fly from all around you? Uh, yes, looking for more robust cover. Yeah, the most robust cover is gonna be those giant concrete circular pylons, so support pylons, and you can if you're going straight south, you can kind of sprint from one to the other, hoping you're not going to catch a bullet in between. Is that what you'd like to do? I think so, yeah. Ryan, the sound of gunfire has completely petered out from behind the, the cargo elevator shaft. The doors finally roll completely open. There's an unlit, open cargo elevator in front of you. I am going to enter it. Do I see this Prentice in like grabbing and dragging with me distance? You, you look over to your left and you see Prentice kind of huddled against the shaft itself, he's staring at the concrete pillar in front of him and he's mumbling something under his breath. Yeah, I'm just gonna like grab his and looking arm at his watch or something and, and just, just drag him. Okay, Prentice, is that something that you're gonna allow? Much like Fabian's yes. push? Okay, 
So you yes. you allow yourself to be pulled into the the cargo elevator when it's completely open. Mm. That's your turn. If I'm able to, as soon as we're in, press one of the buttons nope. to close the doors. Nope. You just have enough time in this one to three second period to grab the sack of potatoes that is Prentice and drag him across the threshold. It's pretty fast, actually. It's pretty good. Can it be more of a peat moss bag? Why? Are you Scottish? It's on his character sheet. Because he's pretty sick of you railroading what bag he is, Chris. <laughs> he's a sack of potatoes. <laughs> it's on All his right. character. Fine, fine, fine. Prentice, you allow yourself to be dragged and you kind of help with a half backwards crab walk as you continue to intonate. Is there anything else you want to do during this dragging scene? He's going to look up at uh, Ryan, panicked, and like his eyes are wide, but he's still reciting the thing, and he's checking the watch, like furiously checking the watch to see if anything happens. All you see is that blinking prompt from when you first discovered it. Mm -hmm. You can hear crackling. You can see oscillating strobe effects across the entire floor now, like the entire unfinished floor is within the presence of the entity. And you can hear men screaming as the gunfire is more and more sporadic. Tiberius, you hear electric crackling so close to you. And as you screw your eyes tightly shut, there are flashes of bright light that scorch across your closed eyelids. You hear men screaming and you, you hear bones crunching, the sounds of gurgling as lungs fill with fluid. You feel thumps, you feel things dropping near you, all to the tune of this electric arcing, this crackling sound that fills your ears. Roll your sanity, please. Yeah, I figured as much. That was disturbing, to say the least. Hey, Chris, I thought it was just okay. Is it C? C minus? <laughs> I failed. Would you like to project any potential loss on a bond? Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. Roll a 1d4, subtract that from your willpower in a bond of your choice. Oh, four. Great. All right. So that brings your willpower down below 10. I'm going to set that for you now. Which one of your bonds gets hit? My bird watching friend, Sharon Rodriguez. No, right. not your bird watching friend. I'll check that. I'm going to knock her down to a value of eight for you. Sharon Rodriguez, no. This is auditory horror because you haven't opened your eyes. You know this horrible thing is next to you because you can feel the air buzzing with energy. You can hear men screaming and being torn to shreds. You have dim visions of what you saw in suite number seven and down there on the conference room floor. What would you like to do? I'm still in a pants shitting situation. I'm just going to look back towards where the girl was to see if she's okay. If I can see her, if I can't see her from this angle, then like I'll look back just to see if she happened to leave that spot or whatever. In front of you is the impaled torso of someone. Intestines drip and drape along the floor. There are huge gnarled splayed fingers of semi-symmetrical shards of metal growing out of the sternum of this headless torso, nearly reaching towards your face. I'm going to start pedaling across the floor away from the corpse uh, towards the edge of the, just push myself up against the edge as much as possible. He's edging himself, Chris. Got it. I'm edging, yes. Billowing black smoke still all around you. It's beginning to, it's beginning to thin out more and more. You see similar shapes beginning to appear next to you, farther away from you. There's one that seems to be growing back and forth, multifaceted pillar of bone, sinew, and metal reaching all the way up to the ceiling. 
cool turn. I did a lot. Uh, you're welcome, everyone. I think we're all doing a lot right now. you are continuing you see you see in front of you the elevator bank or an elevator bank it looks similar to the one on the floor above Paris is gonna die for cover and then try to make sense of the situation get his bearings you die for cover and you roll your mil- military science land hey critical don't forget the land. offset that critical failure you are you are now behind some more drywall and the Suppressing fire, from what you can hear, has ceased, which either means the attack team has killed everybody in this room, including all of your colleagues, or something else has happened because you heard horrific screams, either from, again, your fellow agents, the attack team, or both, as you ran away from the crossfire. You look around and across the empty floor, you don't see any movement except for the cargo elevator. You see legs being pulled inside it but from this angle you can't see who's everybody check in who's who's still here everyone hears a thunderclap as if all the air has been sucked out of part of the room tiberius this is ear splitting for you you hear on the comms the shaky voice of francis checking in right you've just pulled prentice who is nearly non-responsive into this car unlit cargo elevator door you look around and you can see that there's a similar hanging panel on the right side of the open door. There are three buttons on it. One is obviously some sort of emergency stop. The other looks like some sort of intercom button. And then there's just a down arrow. Ryan's going to hit the down arrow and say, this is Ryan checking in. Got Prentice with me. Gonna get him safe. The doors start to slowly close. Prentice? Uh, Prentice remains tethered to his one grasp at sanity here and that's oh, continuing yes. the ritual until mm. he's sure that Brooks. everything's okay oh. tiberius you oh. have no hearing faculties right now that thunderclap was so loud it's the loudest thing you have ever experienced but it was also familiar tiberius goes checking in checking in <laughs> i don't know that sounded weird that sounded kind of like 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 butthead? I'll, cu- it I'll cut out. Like butthead. It was hot. It was really, really I'll cut hot out the shutter sound. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll get rid of hot. I'll get rid of the shutter sound from butthead. But uh, yeah. the rest of it was pretty good. Um, <laughs> you mean Chris? You mean the part where he comes? Yeah, yeah that part. <laughs> That's what it reminded <laughs> gonna, me of the last time of I came. So, which is when I touched an electric <laughs> outlet and yeah. got shocked across the room. Tiberius, you see that the smoke is it's hanging around, but it's beginning to dissipate enough where these gory sculptures, each more twisted and horrifying than the next, well, they're all being revealed around you, like 
stalactites and stalagmites. I guess they're two different words, aren't they? As you see that you're in the middle of this, this bordello of blood, you begin shaking after rolling your sanity one more time. Well, not one more time, but again. But you're saying it's the last time I'll ever have to do this. It's just, it's just one more time. And I, I won't even look at it. I'm not, not going to look at it. What, what did I do? Did I do good? <laughs> Would you like to project any potential loss? Yes. Can I project on the same person? Yeah. It's so a 1d4 minus from your willpower minus from the bond. So you lose one more willpower. Cool. And one I'm more really from the same bond. grinding through this willpower. That's right. Hopefully, and bonds. hopefully you don't need it. <laughs> We've all been in that dungeon, though. Paris, you've heard from almost all of your colleagues in Francis, and you scan out now, screwing your eyes in the darkness, and you can see the smoke on the western side of the building that you can see well from your vantage point. Well, it's it's started to dissipate. There are many lumps, maybe bodies on the ground. Some of them look terrifyingly gnarled, remind you of what you saw in suite number seven. But at this distance, you can't be sure. Fabian, Fabian, are you there? There's no answer. Shit. Now Paris is going to start carefully moving back towards the laptops uh, with the intention of seeing if there's more friends coming to hang you out. You go ahead and quickly uh, peek around the cover. You see that the cloud on the eastern side, the smoke on the eastern side is, is much larger, but dissipating at, at, a, at a rate that's nearly equivalent. There's something real wrong over there. The whole area looks like the inside of a pillared cavern suddenly. It's still too hazy to make out exactly what you're looking at, but you don't see any movement. And so you feel comfortable coming out out of cover and making your way back north. It's gone. It's not here. Fabian's down. Ryan, what would you like to do? Prentice. Prentice, it's, it's gone now. We're moving away from it. You all right? Prentice finishes out the, the last set of oh. ritual commands oh. and uh, gasps a pant of relief and c- kind of collapses onto the floor of the elevator in a puddle of sweat and just begins sobbing. Tiberius, as your hearing starts to come slowly back in dull waves, you hear screams continuing to well up from the fire exit stairs you're so close to as you sit amongst this gory and metal fringe sculpture. I'm going to look around, see if there's any specific current threats to my life. All you see are the glazed eyes of maybe a SWAT team member looking up at you from what was once most of his head, but it's now a strange amalgamation, metal, sinew, and flesh. Glad I asked. Um, I'm going to duck walk my way back to where the girl was. Goodbye, Sanity. You peek around the giant concrete pylon. She hasn't moved an inch. She's covering her ears. Her eyes are closed tight. She sits there, blissfully unaware of the gore forest that you just oh, oh, thank walked God. through to get to her. Uh, yeah, I think I think everything's okay, but I need you to stay here for just a little bit longer, okay? You hear me? She's clutching her ears so tightly that she doesn't respond. Paris, you continue moving carefully, darting between columns. North, the smoke continues to clear on both ends of the floor, and you can see that the same type of horrific metal sculptures, twisted with human human remains, but this time in a more staggering menagerie, exist on both sides. The eastern side is 
like I mentioned, almost like a, the inside of a cavern, but appears to you as if it's the inside of a carcass. You're now in front of the laptops. Are they still functional? They are, somehow. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Paris is going to check to see if there are any more tactical squads or any any other movement you can see on on the screens. Your eyes, now so familiar with the conference suites feed, start there, and you watch as an oscillating, strobing silhouette floats down the stairwell, exploding and blossoming more members of some additional or the same tactical team. The camera suddenly goes black. See, this this thing is still going. We, we haven't stopped it yet. We have. We have to. You hear from Francis on the comms. Paris, you hear this from Francis as you see her holding her side and walking out of the dissipating smoke on the western side of the building towards you. You glance back down at the laptops and you can see across the feeds that Fabian has set up here, the entity is methodically moving through the building. It's observably teleporting to places where you see high concentrations of firefighters, police officers, other first responders. And you're watching whenever it shows up, wholesale slaughter. Discontinuous camera feeds relay this narrative to you in a grim way and the effortless inhumanity of it all. It touches you in that missing spot in your soul where once you would have rolled sanity from helplessness, now a nerd to helplessness. You just watch, you take in the utter nihilism of existence as the thing chews people up, spits them out as some sort of grotesque sculpture. Smoke begins to occlude several of the other camera feeds and this floor now, well, you can see spotlights caressing across the outside of the building and spilling in to the open windows. You hear helicopters buzzing outside. Francis comes up next to you. She's leaning on her cane. She looks down at the feed with you. You see that the entity stops. It's a very large configuration of now deceased individuals stretched and contorted beyond human recognition. The feed is labeled EXBT08. Tiberius, the girl looks up to you, her hand shaking, her eyes meet yours. Her hand outstretches and grabs on to your lapel. It's a helpless and just utterly vulnerable motion. Makes you feel a sick yearning in your stomach. She tries to say something, but all you hear is a croak. Her eyes scan what's behind you, but you can see she doesn't comprehend. What do you do? I am going to hug her, turn her away from the carnage and tell her, keep your eyes closed. Keep your eyes closed, okay? Do you walk her over to where you see Paris and Francis silhouetted against these work lamps in the middle of the room? That's towards the cargo elevator, right? Correct. I will indeed. Paris and Francis watch you approach as they continue to lock their eyes on whatever's happening on what you see are two rugged looking laptops hooked into a whole bunch of data cables spilling out of an unfinished wall. Ryan, the cargo elevator stops. The doors open automatically into some sort of sub-basement level. It's not just dark down here. There are red glowing lights lining a long concrete hallway. You see that there is black smoke collecting along the top of the ceiling here from somewhere deeper down into the bowels of the convention center. Ryan's going to go over to the watch on Prentice's wrist and say, Prentice, the, you couldn't hear this, but the creature's still, it's still out there. It's still killing a lot. Um, still, what? 
I know, I know, I know. What? But what good is this? What is this? This shouldn't have to be something that you you do working. alone. It was it was working. I know, I know. This is this shouldn't have to be something that you do alone. Let let me help you. Let me let me help you. How how can you help me? Give me the watch. Let me perform the ritual. Give your mind a break. Okay. And he takes off the watch. Dejectedly hands it to Ryan. Ride is going to take the watch and put it on. Voldemort's got the Elder Wand now. Immediately, you feel a sharp stabbing pain in your wrist. You hiss involuntarily as the watch begins in, vibrating. In glee, Chris. In glee. Oh, I didn't realize. Okay. In in abject sadism or sadomasochism. Uh, yeah, it begins vibrating and vibrating. And you see dot, 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 dot appearing on the simple readout. After 30 seconds, the sharp pain subsides. You feel something slunk out of your wrist and the buzzing ceases. There's just a prompt now on the screen. Ryan is going to pick up the piece of paper with the chance. You mean the paper that Prentice has? Yes. Okay. I assume it's like out or reachable. He shakily hands yeah, it over to you. It's like crumpled into a... Yeah. A, like a fist, fist shape, yeah. yeah. And he is going to look at it again. And then Ryan's going to look at it and, and start just like saying the the standby state command uh, himself. Black smoke continues to collect. More and more smoke begins to billow. And Ryan's going to hit the okay. up button. The cargo elevator shutters to life again. The doors slowly roll close and it begins its slow ascent back up to the unfinished under renovation floor. In the meantime, Paris... Francis and Tiberius stand in the middle of the floor. We got to get out of this building. This thing's going to destroy every, kill every single person in the building and uh, destroy the building. And, and then what? We have to stop it. We're the only ones who can't stop it. Yeah. Where's the watch? Uh, is the, uh, is that lady standing there with us? Yeah, is she's right, right behind you. All right, cool. Paris goes, Tiberius, we still have a job to do. And also who the fuck is that? It's a human. There's still some of us around here. So, okay, <laughs> how do we stop it? Maybe you should just go sit down and get out of our fucking way since you're not going to show up anyway. We have to find it and try the ritual again. R- Ryan, do you have Prentice? Do you have the watch? I've got Prentice. I've got the watch. We're heading back up. Back. Okay, I see. Yeah, you're up. Okay, we're going to try to pinpoint where this thing is at. It seems to be staying still on that same feed that I mentioned. EX... BT08. Paris looks over at Francis's. Francis, do you know what these letters are? I. I don't know. But it looks like maybe exhibit? EXBT? Maybe exhibit? She sounds hopeful. If exhibit's in the building, then shit's about to get pimped. Uh, Paris nice. is going to think back to his studying of the floor plans and try mm-hmm. to remember if, if he remembers the exhibits. The exhibit floor is below this one. Okay, the exhibit floor is below this, is one floor below us, so uh, let's let's get down there. Right. The doors to the cargo elevator slowly slide open, and you see Ryan stride out with a shuffling Prentice. So I guess we're back into the fray, huh? Prentice, you don't see Fabian anywhere. Where's Fabian? What happened to Fabian? Francis looks down. He's, he saved me. Roll your sanity, Prentice. Everybody else roll their sanities too. Goodbye, sanity. What if we didn't like him? 
What if you didn't like it? It's like, oh man. Uh, when somebody when somebody you work with dies, you still are gonna probably remember that forever. Ah, uh, yeah, but like if it's someone you hate, you know, like that person. Who... Did you hate? Did you hate Fabian? If you do, like, I'll take that into account. Nah, I didn't. He's alright. Would anybody like to project any potential loss? No. I've got I've got moths in my pockets for bonds, so. I mean, I, I would, but. Yes, uh, I will project uh, on my supervisor and friend, Philip Montgomery. I'm going to give you a little clue because this happened to Eric when he was just projecting every time. If your willpower gets to two, you will pass out. But it's up to you. You can do whatever you want. So does your willpower now go down if you don't project? Correct. You're not powering through the sanity loss, right? You're not using what makes you a person, a social person, to keep yourself sane in an insane moment. I understand this mechanic now. No, I will not project. Awesome. That's that's why I was just making sure. And I need to go ahead and roll for you. Prentice, this is unfortunately a very difficult roll for you <laughs> because of he was your one anchor to reality yeah. during the most traumatic experience of your yeah. life. All right, Prentice, you fall to the ground. You fall to your knees, tears flowing from your eyes. You're not sobbing, but you're just racked, racked with what looks like convulsions. You begin clawing at your face and your hair. You begin repeating that ritual string of intonations again and again and again. Dope. Everyone looks at you. Francis comes to your side, puts a hand on your shoulder, but it feels like it feels like someone alien and strange to you. Team, what would you like to do? Prentice has just collapsed on the ground and he's just heaving and hyperventilating. And between hysterical mumblings and chanting, he's racked with silent sobs, convulsions. I mean, if he's saying the ritual, I say we slap the watch back on him, throw him in. <laughs> we in got a freebie, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Tiberius looks around and. Does he notice that the watch is now on someone else's wrist? Oh, yeah. If you're looking for it, it's very, very clearly on Ryan's wrist. Uh, Tiberius is going to grab Ryan and say, what do you need from us? We can do this. Yeah, let's just, uh, let's leave Prentice. He, he's not well, but he's not gonna, doesn't seem like he's gonna physically hurt himself. So we've got a job to finish. Let's, where's the, where's the creature you said it was the floor below? Yeah, it'll be one floor down. We can take the stairs at the west end of the building. Let's let's head that way. Tiberius, are you good to buddy system with Prentice here? Maybe you can kind of shuffle him along with us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll 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 grab him. What What are you gonna do with the bartender? I will bring her. She's really taking all of your strength. She's um hypothetically, if Ryan your, shot her in chest. the face, would he <laughs> suffer? A sanity head? Yes, killing somebody in cold blood is a sanity head. Yeah, they got a liability here. Why does Chris These... have to say this every episode we record? <laughs> These rules are insane, Chris. I mean, I need to be able to breathe you will, here. You will never forget shooting an innocent girl in the face point blank who was desperately grasping upon your fellow agent's lapels you say innocent for safety. Girl, I say loose end and liability. I say liability. <laughs> well, then you know Anyways, what? Uh, the whole city of Long Beach is a loosened at this point. There are helicopters correct. outside in spotlights flooding into this floor. Tiberius yells out, you two go ahead. I'll take the girl and I'll take Princess here and I'll get I'll get downstairs with them. 
Go. All right. Okay. Paris starts walking towards the stairs. Yeah. Paris, Francis, let's go. Yes. You can see she's clutching her right side. She's leaning more heavily in Arcane than before. Francis, you okay? Have you been? She nods. Have you been hit? I'll be fine. We have to go. Ryan's going to look at her in disgust and say, walk up straight. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stop slouching. Posture. Tiberius, you are holding on to this, this girl who's clutching you in kind. And you see Prentice rocking back and forth, mumbling these strange phrases now garbled. And again, he's, he's not sobbing, but he's emitting these low moans that are very disturbing to you. I'm going to take the girl into the elevator, the cargo elevator. And uh, remind me, are, are there buttons here or is it just one button? There are three buttons. What looks like an emergency stop, what looks like an emergency intercom, and a down button. Gotcha. And I go straight down to the basement basement. That's, you don't know that? I don't know that. But so I will it do goes that. down, maybe. <laughs> I will bring them in, hit the button, and then also hit the intercom button and say, is anyone there? Which is static. The doors slowly close. So you're just leaving Prentice on the floor? Yeah. <laughs> and you're just taking <laughs> the girl down. Okay. Well, the Prentice is make... in the elevator, right? No. Bring the girl in, grab Prentice. Bring him in, hit the button. He does not budge. He does not budge. I will drag him by his lapels. He stands up and he pushes you and he starts screaming gibberish, his eyes wild. <laughs> I will try to calm him down. Psychotherapy, please. My 16 psychotherapy. I will try to, try to help you. Nice. So I succeeded three out of 16. Oh my gosh. You can narrate this. Oh, I uh, tried this before and it worked. So I'm going to try it again. I'm going to walk up to Prentice, give him a big hug and just embrace him and then walk him back into the elevator Whispering, it's gonna be okay, man. It's gonna be okay. He is sobbing into your neck. You have both of these people basically clutched into your chest and neck as you walk them into the cargo elevator. Rivulets of snot just just pouring down. Playing Delta Green. What is this? (laughs) This is the true. Yes, this is Delta Green. This is this is as Delta Green as it gets, man. Trying to help people. Come on, that's that's not we're about. (laughs) It's about losing all your hair, nose, and fingernails. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you hit you hit the button on the the elevator. Hit the button and then just. Walls just slunch down into a corner and just kind of sit there while it goes down. Francis, Paris, and Ryan, you walk down the western fire exit stairs, sidestepping the splays of human remains and gunmetal blossoms. The next floor down is indeed the exhibit hall. You open the door. You walk past clusters of party guests, emergency services, and police officers who have been turned into gory biometallic sculptures. You can see billowing smoke down below starting to filter its way up to this floor and you're thankful that you're not going down any further into this particular stairwell. This expansive exhibition thoroughfare that the door opens onto has scaled down but still towering models of the Piper rocket line. These are erected down the center of the thoroughfare. On the right side are doors into various large lecture looking halls or conference rooms, but you don't see the entity here. You begin walking down the center of this long hall past a futuristic looking rocket model. Suddenly, a few paces in front of you, there's a burst of hot air and a small thunderclap that you now recognize. 
but your heart still jump in your chests. You see it there, the strobing lights, the oscillating crackling, and you hear that voice that seems to crawl at the back of your skull, the child's voice. Oh, sorry, I can't be sure. Paris looks over at Ryan, kind of nods knowingly. Ryan is gonna start to say, Farm er graf graf miles. Farm er graf graf miles. Paris, what do you do? Wait to see if this, if anything happens, and if anything starts happening, he's gonna then start looking around to, you know, hopefully, not that he would be able to stop them, but hopefully, you know, prevent another bunch of tax squads coming in, ruining the whole thing again. I'm not sure. Yeah, he's he's gonna hang tight until something starts happening with Ryan. You watch, and you hope that Ryan has the same effect that Prentice had on the floor above as he intones over and over again these strange words. The entity does not seem to react with abruptness or violence, any fast movements, but it seems entranced, pointed towards Francis. After about the fifth or sixth time, you watch as the shadow is fading again. Electrical arcs and crackling sounds begin to become more sporadic, and the lights get dimmer dimmer. You feel calmness in the air. There's no other way to describe it. Docility. And you watch as it slowly becomes invisible before your eyes. You hear one last phrase in the backs of your minds. Oh, I'm too, after all. Oh. And it's gone. You hear from across the thoroughfare, Weapons down! Weapons on the ground! You will fucking die, motherfuckers! Weapons on the ground now! And you three look up and see another tactical squad, but this time dressed in dark navy uniforms, they emerge from positions behind the many rocket exhibits that dot the floor. They all carry compact weaponry with viridian aiming lasers that dance upon your bodies. They scatter shakily across you. You realize, you realize they've been here all along. Their number is significant and they seem to be positioned far enough away where you have very little opportunity to make a move. That being said, Paris, Ryan, you stand on one end of this long exhibit hall, lights dancing across your chests and faces, and you look up. Is there anything you'd like to do? I think Paris is going to put his hands in the air and kneel down and surrender. Ryan's going to look down at the piece of paper and say, Don Graf un Galgon which is the ready state command. You hear one of the men say, on the ground now, from across the room. Ryan's gonna say, fuck, and then get on the ground. You hear boots stomping around you as you're kicked to the floor, your face is forced upon the cool tile. Your arms are wrenched behind you and you're brought back up to bear on your knees, facing towards the other end of this long exhibit hallway, surrounded by these Navy uniformed men, you hear a purposefully slow rhythmic clapping. And you watch as you've been forced to face the direction of it. You see a man in a black turtleneck, long black slacks, circular glasses, brown hair cut in a messy mullet. You see Rowan Cook, he's smiling. He's flanked by two more of these mercenaries. He stops about 30 meters from you and his, his voice seems to carry well in this echoing room over the distance. He stops clapping and raises a smartphone as if filming you. He seems 
healthier than the man you saw on the laptop. Maybe taller, even. Just there's an energy around him, a semi-perceptible vitality that just bleeds off his form. But when he speaks, his voice is thin, somewhat tremulous. Well done. Well done. I think the National Guard's coming in, so I'll make this brief. And and real quick, Chris, he's got he's flanked mm-hmm. by two people with guns. Yes, and you've got you're being held on your knees facing him. It's like okay. Basically, we're being sounds held. like there's basically like an army around us. I don't know how many guys you yeah. said you described like a shitload it's of guns tough. with a lot of guns, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna be tough. And you're you're being held by several people with your arms behind you. It, it felt like a, forced to watch this man. Yeah, it felt like enough people and enough guns where I was like, hmm, I'm going to uh surrender. <laughs> what's gonna happen here. I wanted to put some eyes on you. Even with the unfortunate choices of Rowan the Fourth, you should all be dead. This whole thing, after all, was just to flush you out so we could bring this building down on top of you. <laughs> I, I have to say, all your flailing about since has been extremely embarrassing. <laughs> oh, I, and I can't believe you turned the weapon on the Razas upstairs. Oh, by the way, you are all state terror actors now, making Mum proud. <laughs> Anyway, just needed a bit of footage for the brain trust back home. Wouldn't want them thinking their investment didn't have a return. <laughs> oh. Stop the crispy one from mumbling. That's very ill-mannered. You noticed that Francis had begun mumbling something. Do you recognize what she's mumbling? No, you can barely hear it. But you watch as one of the nearby mercenaries slams the barrel of their submachine gun into her stomach and she doubles over and falls to her side on the ground. Her cane that she was holding tightly to her back clatters out of her hands. She's frantically hissing syllables under her breath still. Rowan continues. Hmm. (laughs) More durable than it looks. Rowan, who do you think we are? He smiles. Dogs chasing their own tails. (laughs) Oh, you thought you were hounds chasing a fox, but... Dogs chasing their own tails. You don't know who we are, do you? Turns out I'm more than a fox, aren't I? (laughs) Is that, is that what you think we're doing? Rowan, we were working with a man. He gave us the name Fabian, another one named Ford. Had you, were they on your radar? Oh, oh your whole group has been on our radar for, for quite a very long time, as you know. <laughs> this is our first time working with them, so I'm, I'm curious. Do you know anyone, um, who's Carter? Ryan is remembering back to the list of names of Cell F people, um, but the last name on the list was Carter. Why, your fearless leader, she's next. He smiles, his eyes gleaming under his large round glasses. Frances somehow uses her leg to stand up back to her knees. The mercenaries around her are not holding her down, and her voice rises in volume. You hear her say, so tough. Dominus dimensionum perquam imponuntur mundo horrorum elevate duce nos per noctem creature tue et vidiamus vinculum angulorum et promissionem voluntatis tue. And Rowan says, Oh, now that doesn't sound like the Lord's Prayer to me, and I wasn't finished. You are very rude. Fine, let me step back a bit, then shoot them. In a flash, Francis lunges to the ground, grabs her cane, and unsheaths it, revealing that it's a hiltless sword, and she draws it across her own throat. 
She falls back to her knees, the sword still held trembling in her right hand, as the mercenaries around her in turn raised and then slowly lowered their weapons. Cook is smiling in fascination. Oh shit, very neat, he says. Francis squeaks out, looking at you, as blood flows from the perfect red line across her neck. Please don't let him get away with this after everything changes. Paris nods. Cook steps back and says, Kill them. Kill them. That last word is drawn out into a long, continuous vowel sound. Rises to a deafening roar. The edges of the room around you and Cook's men, they begin to shake and blur, twisting themselves into, well, themselves, and creating interlacing images of rockets, lecture hall seats, marble floors, furniture, submachine guns, and Cook's circular glasses. It's a kaleidoscope of sharp, jagged edges, carrying with them a chaotic menace as they seem to form impossible structures, winding tunnels of repeated, fractalized images that splay out like enormous, waggling fingers from where you attempt to keep from smashing into the spinning floors. The noise is deafening, and the visual phenomena grows to ever more complexity. Everything goes, goes black. You each do eventually wake up. The confusing, sputtering kaleidoscopic visions withdrawing, retreating into the folds of your subconscious like some kind of bad trip. And just in case I didn't mention it, and I don't think I did, as the doors of the cargo elevator opened on the sub-basement floor, both Prentice and Tiberius were treated to the same visual phenomenon and sound, spiraling into unconsciousness in turn. So you each awaken as well. Your heads ache, and the thin muscles in your scalps constricting your skull and delivering dull, pounding thuds in your ears as your blood pumps sluggishly through your veins. Sleep falls from your eyes. You begin to get your bearings. You're at home, in bed. It's dark, but the alarm clock next to you reads 4.10. You jolt upright, your eyes now going wide as the events of the past few moments linger freshly in your mind's eyes. How in God's name did you end up back here? And where is the rest of your team? The obscene blossoming of Ford's floating body, the bullet-riddled form of Fabian in the distance as he shielded you. The sad, defiant eyes of Francis. These are clear, crystalline images in your minds. Look down at your hands, your bodies. There's no indication, though, that you just went through that hell. You each start up as something starts vibrating violently in your end table drawer. It's a cell phone, one you don't recognize. And the number on the display reads an unhelpful unknown. Still confused and disoriented, you flip the phone open and place it to your ear. You each ask, Hello, and turn from your separate bedrooms, from your separate lives, but your voice is all sounding equally lost. You hear a robotic voice. Situation. Green. Midnight. Passage.
I don't hear whatever that was anymore. But I don't think we lost him. I sure can run a lot farther in here than in the waking world. There is potential here for you to achieve far more, Rurik. Your experience in the earthly planar dream space will grow the longer you are here. Unless our pursuers prove inescapable. Hmm. What expression is that on your face, Rurik? It is new to me. Oh, uh, it's disbelief. Surprise and disbelief. I didn't even catch a, a hint of a barb there, Jeff. I just expected a sour follow-up of some sort. I am not your adversary, Relic. and never have been. We share a common interest, and- And you're starting to like me, aren't you? I have grown accustomed to your limited capacities and find myself supporting the idea of their prolongation. I have also determined this secondary motivation does not contradict my clear purpose. To always listen carefully and record appropriately. <laughs> what road trip bud is now, Jeff? We are allies with similar goals. BFFs, Jeff. I got your back, you got mine. Do you sense that on the horizon? Dense particulate of swirling carbon. Smoke. Oh, changing topic, huh? Oh. Yeah, I see it. We should approach cautiously, but other dreamers are likely to be less unpredictable than whatever is pursuing us. Ah! Whoa, you okay? Uh, I... I should not be here, even as a projection relic. There are great energies I must harness in order to remain. I must insist that you perform the work, relic. I... I need you to perform the work. Damn, okay, I, I get it. Here, let me let me help you get up to your feet. There you go. <clears throat> all, all of you out there sticking around to hear what the agents and Sar honey I have to take this get up to, thank you so much. There's a lot more story to tell, and it means so much that you are invested enough to keep pressing play every couple of weeks or so. If you want to support the show directly, it's a simple couple clicks to buy a coffee for the cast at coffee.com forward slash sorry honey. You can also just spread the word of the show amongst like-minded folks who might get a kick out of this thing. All sorts of social links are accessible at linktree forward slash sorry honey including an active invite, uh, link to Discord. Shit, that sounds close. I'm sure y'all know what the fuck to do by now. I, I gotta get to getting. Yes, that we'll have to do for now. I, I believe I can move all my own again. Relic, slow down. Let me match your pace. Make your way. Make your way to that village. <laughs>